This is the Clinician to Clinician podcast. I'm your host, Lara Eflund, licensed independent clinical social worker with over 15 years of experience in the mental health field. Clinician to Clinician is a place where mental health clinicians, therapists, or counselors share their professional stories, successes, challenges, and insights. As clinicians, our professional work is rarely public. We want to change that and build a more transparent, supportive, and honest community. Hi, y'all. It's Laura Eflind. It is a Clinician to Clinician podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. So I am here just myself, and every month we come out with an individual podcast where it is me coming on with a topic. And then the second podcast um, for the month is a interview. So check out, there's lots of new interviews, lots of cool things that people coming on that we're talking about really interesting professions, journeys that they have taken to get to where they are. I'm really excited for you to hear about that. But today it's just me and I'm excited to be here with you again. Today, I wanted to talk a little bit about my journey in my work, you know, and when I designed the Clinician Development Collective, I really wanted there to be a space for clinicians to to really have trust, to have community, to have um, camaraderie, to really feel like they can be honest and open. I feel like at the time I was searching for that myself, which was a year ago. <laughs> and we just celebrated our one year anniversary. Amazing. And it really is something that I feel like for clinicians, when we are providing so much care and we're giving so much of ourselves to others. We have to have a place that we can come to and that we feel connected. I find this in other ways, right? I, you know, reach out to other parents and try to connect with them in that way. I try to reach out to people who are doing hobbies or social interest groups. And there I have a space. I have a space for my support and the work that I personally do for myself. And I feel like as therapists, we need our own space. And so I thought through really what are our values at the Clinician Development Collective. And our five core values are strength, because we are a strength-based organization. We believe that everybody has a strength and something to bring. And so How do we help people find that and cultivate it and grow it um, only to benefit themselves and the world around them? Also, safety, psychological safety is critical. It is the space in which we are able to express, to be vulnerable, to be open. And that's where growth happens. Learning, it is a beginner's mind environment. We're all learning. We all have the the right and the grace to say, oh, I didn't know that. Oh, tell me more about that. Oh, I made a mistake. And what more can I learn from this? What is there to learn here? 
growth, to really see ourselves blossom over time and to be proud, proud of the things that we've accomplished, that we have achieved together and that we're saying it out loud and we're identifying it and how wonderful that can be. And honesty. I truly do believe that it is very hard to find your strengths, to find safety, to find learning, to find growth without honesty. And honesty is hard sometimes. Sometimes it just comes out. <laughs> we didn't we didn't expect it to come out. And other times honesty is the hardest thing about the moment, how we feel when something's just not right for us, when we feel like we want more, when something is off and how to really share that. Um, Also, when maybe we show up and are not our best and being honest about that. So these five core values are important, I feel like, in the Clinician Development Collective because we are on this journey together to grow, to learn more about ourselves as therapists, but also as humans. And what more would, at least, you know, in my mind, could we ask for than to try to cultivate that in a space just for us and get reminders about that? So I would love to hear your thoughts and your input on that. So please, you know, comment go to our website, send me an email, however you want to, you know, let me know what, what does that feel like for you? So I will be taking these five core values and I will be starting to create new podcasts, new blogs, content to really begin to shape these out, have them become our cornerstones in the Clinician Development Collective. So I'd love your, your input and things that you want to know, things you want to hear. So again, our five core values are strength, safety, learning, growth, and honesty. So for today's podcast, I wanted to kick us off with compassion. Compassion is something that is an important part of our work as therapists. It actually is a highly highly important characteristic or action or skill that we as therapists need to embody, remember, and lead with in so many different situations. I wanted to start with a quote from one of my favorite authors, John Kabat-Zinn, from his book, Coming to Our Senses, and it's on page eight. It is in our very nature as a species to learn and grow and heal and move toward greater wisdom in our ways of seeing and in our actions and toward greater compassion for ourselves and others. But still, these capacities need to be uncovered, developed, and put to use. Doing so is the challenge of our life's time. That is a chance to make the most of the moments that we have. As a rule, our moments are easily missed or filled up with stuff, wanted and unwanted, but it is equally easy to realize that in the unfolding of our lives, we actually have nothing but moments in which to live. 
and it is a gift to actually be present for them. And that interesting things start to happen when we are. Reason why I'm starting with this is that in order for us to really be compassionate, we first have to be present. We have to show up in that moment when that time arises, that compassion is the action, is the answer to the situation. And what I have found is the way in which I can really be present and be in the moment with my compassion is I first have to identify what compassion feels like when I am on the opposite side. I'm not the one giving the compassion. I'm the one receiving the compassion, which means I'm willing to be vulnerable and to share the challenges that I'm having. And so in this podcast, I wanted to talk about the importance of compassion, not only as a giver, but also as a taker and how we start to become present to moments where we notice others being compassionate, where we notice others being compassionate towards us and when we show up as compassionate. And the reason being is because compassion is not infinite. It has a beginning and an end, and it absolutely can be fatigued, right? Compassion fatigue. So how do we make sure that we stay within this space of compassion, you know, optimal compassion, the space in which we are taking care of it, we're pruning it. We're cultivating it so that it can last over longer periods of time. So I want you to think of people in your life that you consider to be compassionate. So I'm just going to name a few and you may know them. And I've tried to choose ones that do tend to most people know about (laughs) and may all agree that these individuals are considered compassionate. Mr. Rogers, Michelle Obama, Thich Nhat Hanh. So if you're not familiar, Mr. Rogers, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood is was in the 70s, 60s and 70s. I believe he was a priest who became, who took one of his missions was to share with children and to help children that were in difficult situations have a space where that they could come to and feel safe and that an adult loved them. And so he created Mr. Rogers neighborhood. And from there, he built a space on compassion and love for these children. And regardless of who, you know, who they were, where they were coming from, what situations they were in, that they too could experience compassion. Michelle Obama her vulnerability alone in writing the book Becoming. She just exudes compassion in all directions, giving it to others, accepting it for herself, and knowing when to be compassionate in the moment because she knows what it takes to be that vulnerable. And Thich Nhat Hanh has spent his entire life building and using compassion as a tool as a skill, as a weapon in moments of hatred and anger and pain and 
really using, you know, his Buddhist roots to then teach the general population more about compassion. So when we think of compassion, we might think of it as an emotion, but compassion is more than just an emotion. It's an action. And like all actions, it can be fatigued. So we need to be aware of how to cultivate this compassion, not only for others, but also for ourselves. And like all of us out there as therapists, I am sure you all have experienced situations where you felt compassion fatigue. I was a clinical leader for a long time and I cared so much about people that, and there was so much happening for clients, for employees, especially during the pandemic, it became overwhelming. And I started to experience compassion fatigue and it felt so foreign to me and uncomfortable. And it was, it used to be my superpower was to be compassionate towards others. And I had to kind of take a step back and ask myself, what is going on? Why am I feeling this fatigue versus this energy? And I kept trying to tap into it and tap into it. But what I, what I came to realize is I was trying to do too much and that I'm only one person. I cannot do it all. Honestly, is a whole nother podcast for another time. And I absolutely want to go into that one because I've learned so much along my journey of how to let go of the things that I honestly can't do. And it's an ongoing journey for myself. And so through this part of this journey around compassion is that I really wanted the compassion and what I needed was time to slow down, come back to my roots. And so I have been in the clinician seat for a while, not as a leader, but instead as a therapist. And I have been supervising and I have been giving of my time in other ways. And my compassion has grown again. And I feel so much compassion and so much emotion for others around me. And that's a huge part of why I started the Clinician Development Collective is because this compassion came back. And I wanted to give back in another way and keep giving back and try to create that space. So for those of us who are in helping professions, we probably had a pool of compassion to begin with. And so when we had this compassion for people who were suffering, for disorders, for injustice, for a want for things to be better, to um, to have more opportunity for all. Whatever was driving us, it was this feeling, this compassion that we had for those without. So here is this opportunity for us now that we're in it and we are serving so many people day in and day out, that compassion actually becomes fragile. So how do we take care of ourselves? How do we take care of this compassion? Well, back to those key thoughts that I had above. How do we take care of it? Well, first of all, we need to find our safe space where we are willing to be vulnerable so that others can have compassion 
for us. And that we can then have compassion for our colleagues, our peers, not because they are our client, but because they are experiencing what we're experiencing, or they have been where we have been, giving back, so to speak, pruning it. We cannot be compassionate to everyone, and we absolutely need to take breaks. We need to know when to pause the compassion or when we have gotten to a point where our compassion is no longer being rejuvenated and we are feeling depleted. And so we cannot show up at our best and we're not able to support others at our best. And it's okay to change course, do something different, or try to find a new approach to what it is that you're doing or delegate, find others to take on more of that compassionate role because they feel ready and able to do it. So pruning it back so that it has more space and more opportunity to grow and then cultivating it, watering it, giving it sunlight. You have to have the ingredients along the way that you are in your space of well-being to be compassionate, to also cultivate being present. Back to that being present. How do I allow myself to be present? So in order to be present, we need to cultivate it. So putting intention into being present is pretty hard. And I'm actually in the process of reading the book, Peak Mind. Find your focus, own your attention, invest 12 minutes a day by Amishi Jha. Dr. Ja was on Brene Brown's podcast, and that's how I actually um, found out about her. And she has done incredible research on attention. And being present requires attention. And she has come to find that 50% of our attention is lost every day. We are really only giving 50%, which means in this podcast, You're only really hearing 50% of it, even though it's not that long. And so it's okay. And just to kind of have that recognition. However, we can work on that. We can work on what am I then attending to? So working on being present. I did a podcast on meditation. Meditation is an excellent way to do more focus, more intention around attention, which allows us to be more aware of when we're present and when we're not. So the key ingredients to building off of this compassion is to take care of it, to prune it, and to cultivate it, to be present in the moment, to allow this compassion to grow, to be present to ourselves, to others, and ensure that we are taking care of everything, right? And so it goes back to what I read before at the beginning of John Kabat-Zinn's Coming to Our Senses on page eight. It is in our very nature as a species to learn and grow and heal and move toward greater wisdom in our ways of seeing and interactions and toward greater compassion for ourselves and others. So I hope today's podcast was beneficial for you. Thank you so much for joining me and do something this week back to being compassionate, finding compassion ask yourself, well, what do I need? Do I want to work on giving compassion to someone else? 
Do I want to work on receiving compassion from others? Or do I want to work on witnessing compassion between two other people? And then asking yourself, how can I also put effort towards being present enough that I can be compassionate, accept this compassion, or witness it when it happens? Thank you all. Take care of you. And I hope to see you soon. And please check us out at cliniciandevelopmentcollective.com. And we are so looking forward to all of the services and events that we're going to be doing over the next few months. Clinicians learning from one another are unshakable and unstoppable. Build confidence, competence, and compassion through storytelling and hearing from other clinicians' personal experience and professional journey to becoming where they are today. This podcast is sponsored by the Clinician Development Collective, a place where clinicians can receive clinical supervision, consultation, training, and support. Come check us out at www.cliniciandevelopmentcollective.com.